Hi, this is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Nash Tsunami podcast. This week, we are offering three conversations from Episode 60, our preview of next month's Nash Tag 2022 conference. In this conversation, Nash Tag co-chair Stephen Harrison previews sessions four through six, while steering committee member Jorn Schottenberg and regular surfers Louise Campbell and me lend our own comments. Pay attention to the best four hours of day one, sessions five and six, which will include an array of thought-provoking, really visionary presentations from the three major consortia, Litmus, Nimble, and the NIH Cirrhosis Network and the two largest AI companies, Path AI and HistoIndex. Nashtag is always special, always a place where big conceptual trends begin. 2022 promises to be the most enlightening, most challenging Nashtag yet. So sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn and Facebook discussion groups. Stephen Harrison. Well, thank you for your comments, Louise and, and Yorn there. Then we jump straight into this interactive dialogue on Nash topics. And I intentionally call it that because there's a four hour break in actual lecture content, but it's anything but a break. I mean, some people use it to go explore the mountain. Others use it to network and to meet with colleagues that they haven't seen in quite some time or to talk about nuances of Nash, where the field's headed, what their ideas are, how they can link those to other ideas and actually put them in practical use or even begin to look at exploring various combinations of different therapies. So it really is one of the highlights of the meeting is this four-hour period where we just take a step back, take a deep breath, and really just get to know our colleagues and have some interactive discussions. What is new this year is we actually have a CME lunch symposium. So from 1230 to 145, we're actually going to have a lecture or a discussion entitled Pearls and Pitfalls, Updates on Emerging Therapies in NASH. And the faculty for this are Michael Charlton and Rohit Lumba. And it is supported by an educational grant from Nova Nordisk and Merck. So collectively, this is a little bit like what you would get at, say, AASLD or EASL, where you would have a satellite symposium. That's what we're doing, uh, or at least the intent of what this meeting is for the about an hour and 15 minutes in this afternoon section. And then we'll all come back together at 4 o'clock for session four and for the, the second half of the first day. And this first session is entitled What's Happening in Major Consortia Across the Field. We'll have Arun Senyal, Quentin Anstey, and Manal Abdomalik moderating. Again, something new, something novel. We know about these consortia that are really focused on developing biomarkers in NASH. We know of Litmus from the IMI in, the, in Europe. Quentin Anstey is kind of the director of Litmus. He will be giving an update on where things stand. And then a similar but yet different consortia in the U.S. called Nimble is led by Arun Sanyal, and he will be giving the update there. And then we'll bring two oral abstract presentations in smack in the middle of this, and we'll follow that up with Vijay Shaw from the Mayo Clinic giving us an update on the new NIH-sponsored cirrhosis network and where things stand with that. We'll have 20 minutes for question and answers before before we go to a break to look at the poster viewing. This, again, is a unique session that provides the opportunity to really understand from these very large and well-organized consortia and networks where things stand today as we roll into 2022 and how close are we to having some impactful data generated from these networks and consortia. And then we'll open it up for discussion to see what else they might have up their sleeve that we can expect coming out of these large organizations 
expectations as we move through 2022 and into 2023. Stephen, just a naive question to start. The oral presentations, when will it be announced what those are? And has that been determined yet? Or how's that going? How does that happen? Right now, we have selected five, but we may wind up with a few more than that because there are just so many awesome abstracts that we want to present orally. It's just trying to squeeze them into the meeting in little nooks and crannies where we can. So, so far, we have five and the authors of those abstracts have been notified. There are a couple where we've got a little limbo action going on because we don't know if there'll be posters or orals. It's still yet to be determined, but hopefully within the next day or two, we'll have that ironed out. Jörn Schattenberg. And the other thing is, Stephen, this is really a great platform for those amazing research networks that have been formed on non-invasive biomarkers, as you pointed out, Litmus uh, presented by Quentin Anstey and Nimble by Arun Sanyal, and we saw some of the data at ASLD, uh, Arun presented there. And, and then, of course, the Emerging Cirrhosis Network. So I think those are investigator-driven uh, or uh, academia-driven consortia where we think the biggest unmet need is, and they have really just generated amazing amounts of data. This is really part of the academics uh, bringing in their science here. Yeah, that's right. And you and I work a little bit more closely with Litmus. And I can tell you just some of the independent patient data meta-analyses that that we're beginning to generate out of that consortia has been quite impactful and is helpful in in, uh, the NASH field. So we'll see even more data coming out in 2022. And then we still have to get to the end of the story as far as some of the follow-up goes in these uh, biomarkers. And that's yet to come. So maybe we can even get an update from Quentin and Arun on how enrollment's going and some of those key issues, particularly in the middle of the COVID pandemic, kind of how things are going. I think it'll be insightful and instructive. And something that you just don't have at every liver meeting is what's the latest and greatest coming out of these consortia. And then uh, maybe I'll just go to session five, which wraps up the first day. This is a discussion on artificial intelligence platforms and NASH trials. And as we know, if we just think back to last year and where we were with AI digital pathology and the huge leaps and strides that have been made just in the past 365 days. It is mind-boggling. And so we have carved out a special session here where Naeem Al-Khori and Ken Kuzi are going to moderate. We're going to hear from Mazen Nareddin on new data on Path AI and their platform. And then Naeem Al-Khori is going to talk about new data from Histo Index. And then Arun Sanyal is going to give a talk on what's next in AI digital pathology platforms in NASH trials? What does the future look like? And then we've carved out a special 15-minute panel discussion where we're going to bring uh, in some of the AI digital pathology key folks. So we'll have Katie Wack, who's the Vice President of Clinical and Regulatory Affairs from Path AI, and Gideon Ho, the co-founder and chief commercial officer for Histo Index. There on the panel, myself and Quentin will also be there. And then we also have a special guest in the form of Dave Kleiner, a pathologist from the NIH, who will be a part of this discussion. We'll have hepatologists, we'll have pathologists, and we'll have AI digital pathology commercial and uh, regulatory folks here having a discussion about What's next? Where are we at today? And how can we continue to incorporate this data into what we're doing in NASH drug development? I just want to say, I love this session and session four coming right before it. I I like the idea of having four hours to think through what are we learning in general that's going to make us smarter about what we're finding in studies, right? If AI is about how we get smarter in terms of what we're learning in biopsy and the consortia are about how to make smarter and more intelligent use of what's not a biopsy, I just feel that we will understand a lot more about how people are going to be looking at things in the year 
year ahead by sitting through this session, and I'm amazingly excited about it. And, you know, there are a lot of contributors. When you step back and look at the amount of data that's pouring into Litmus and Nimble and the amount of brain power that's dedicated to mining it, it really is mind-boggling. Again, Jorn and I are humbled by what we see coming out of Litmus and, and the amount of energy that's put into that. And I'm sure the same holds true for Nimble and the work Arun and, and others are doing with that consortium. So the Cirrhosis Network is just getting underway, but it's going to be exciting to hear exactly what, what's in store there. And again, another area where we, we are seeing a lot of movement in drug development in the cirrhotic, particularly the well-compensated cirrhotics, and also in biomarker development. And I've said this for a while in the podcast, biomarkers have a much easier path towards recognition and approval through the cirrhotic platform than they do through the non-cirrhotic platform. And it may be the easiest way to allow for broad-based application of an NIT. If we can show it quicker in the cirrhotic population and then take those less and learn to the non-serotic populations. What I'm hoping to get out of that is kind of where are we at with that and what are some of the challenges that we still need to kind of work our way through to get us to the end game that we want. Now, the other thing that came up to me is nice to see a number of solutions for FAI and, and histopathology presented next to, to each other because they could be complementary or they could have you know certain strengths and weaknesses. This is a very fine way to, to discuss this with Arun uh, wrapping it up and giving an outlook and two platforms. Back to back. Yeah, I completely agree. And then remember, we also are very hopeful to have FDA representative from the Biomarker Qualification Program as part of this conference as well. And we'll get to that towards the end of the agenda, but hopefully having having that person be able to be a part of this discussion as well would be fruitful. Well, let me, let me jump into Saturday. So day two, I mean, how do you top day one, right? So Day two starts off bright and early. We, we get everybody up at the crack of dawn in Utah. So session six actually kicks off at 7.30 after a hearty breakfast at 6.30 in the morning. The title of this is What's New Out There and How to Interpret What It All Means. And Vlad uh, Ratsu, myself, and Brent Tetri will moderate. We're going to hear a lecture from Maru Ranella on an update from the AASLB NASH Task Force. And, and I think that is really going to be an insightful lecture that gets at, you know, kind of how ASLD is framing NASH and how we see that ASLD works with other Congresses, whether it be EASL, APOSL, even cross-specialty with the ADA and, and some of the other groups that are out there that are focused on diseases that are related to NASH. So we're talking diabetes and obesity and having an update on where we are with working with our other colleagues in different disease states, but yet in the similar frame of mind. Right after that, Phil Newsom is going to give us new data on wet biomarkers. Then we're going to hear on combination therapy in 2022, what the current status is. And Mike Charlton is going to do that. And then Rohit Lumba will come back with new data on predicting treatment response by imaging. And then there will be a panel discussion following that. This is a data-rich section. So we go from an update from Maru on this NASH task force to, you know, wet biomarkers to 
imaging biomarkers to combination therapy and then a discussion. There is a section here that is kind of in italics. It's called Lessons Learned from Early Pioneers in NASH Drug Development. That we're going to pivot to the end of the day so that we have more time for discussion around wet and imaging biomarkers as well as combination therapy. That is a rich panel discussion. We have about 20 minutes for that. But this may be one of the most intriguing sessions because it really gets at what we're all wanting to know. And that is, where are we at with combination therapy? Where are we at with these biomarkers? Is there anything we can use in clinical practice today? And how quickly are we expected to have something that could be approved by the FDA or used in clinical practice? And this actually becomes a critical point because we are very close to having our first potential FDA approved drug. And when you have a drug approved, we need to be able to identify the at-risk population of patients that would be eligible for the prescription medication. And then we need to be able to monitor response to therapy. And ideally, we want to be able to predict outcomes. This is a very apropos session that deals with where we stand relative to that. And then rounding out the discussion with combination therapy, we all know that's where we're headed. Are there some new thoughts surrounding combination therapy or novel ways of looking at it? And I know Mike is going to definitely give us that interpretation as he gives us a very nice lecture on where we're headed. Maybe I'll, I'll ask for comments relative to session six. Well, so for one thing, I love the idea of Mike starting by talking about where we've been and then being the guy who shows up at the end of this and talks about where we're headed. Because knowing Mike, I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, there will be themes that will run through those two talks that will not be things anybody's thought of before they get in the building. Absolutely. And they may or may not be uh, thoughts that are not only appreciated, but they may or may not be thoughts that people might have a visceral response to. That is one of the beauties of NASHTAG. You take the gloves off and we have a raw discussion around what works and what doesn't work and why we should be putting things together and why we shouldn't. Mike does an amazing job at balancing that very, very well. Louise Campbell. I think it excites me because I enjoy looking at the treatment responses by imaging. I think that's where obviously we're headed. We're trying to get beyond the biopsy as much as possible. I think obviously the wet biomarkers looks like it's going to be a great session. The problem for that with me is we've got to get the football through the door to get the wet biomarkers taken and the majority of people remain outside of this mainstream healthcare. The imaging session again adds to can we pick these people up who should be then going for wet biomarkers so it becomes that circular argument of picking people up through imaging that we can say are higher risks and then putting them through the wet biomarkers to stratify and look for combination therapies so it looks like a very good session to me. And now, back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next Wednesday, December 15th, with our last episode of the year in which we review the Splendor study on bariatric surgery and impact of related weight loss on the liver. If you want to join the live audience Monday, December 13th at 3.15 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, email surflive, that's S-U-R-F-L-I-V-E, surflive at surfingnash.com with request, we will send back a link to serve as your admission ticket, or simply look for our invitation post this coming Friday and respond to that. I hope you join us then. Till then, stay safe, see you on the podcast, and learn next week about our last two year-end episodes, which were a big hit last year, and we'll be again. Bye-bye now.